Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in and supporting us each and every week. May you continue to remember, don't waste no time with negativity. Now, this show is sponsored and brought to you by Shop Downtown, which you are able to support our merch and visit the website at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dw. Now let's get into the show. afternoon good night and welcome to another week's episode of downtown podcast now as we all know downtown stands for don't waste no time with negativity and listen i've had some negative things in my life with the opposite sex and we have a queen here today okay that is also not like shy in my opinion of just speaking about those vulnerable topics that i feel like it, it or touchy subjects when it comes to being in relationships as well. She is a queen in her own lane in the radio industry, in my opinion. I know people are like, oh, it's not that. No, in my opinion, I did my research and that is the conclusion that I have come to. Yeah. And as well, she is just a queen out here, just being a voice for the voiceless. And to me, that's like one of the most standout things. So we have. What? I was about to do it. <laughs> Rita <laughs> Robinson in the building. And thank you so much, Queen, for being here today. Yeah, yeah. And and I want you to know that, um, as I told you, uh, behind the scenes or whatever, that yeah, yeah my, everybody asks me, how do you pronounce it? How do you say it? And even how do you spell it? And trust me, that's why on my social media platforms, my name is just me, Rika, because I've always had to be like, no, it's just Rika, or it's R-E-K-A, or it's Rika, you Rika. So I totally understand. That one stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, remember in the cartoons when they would find gold, or they would get an idea, they'd be like, you Rika. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I see my name. So thank you for having me on your platform. And thank you. Oh. I, I really, like, honestly, before I pose this question, I really do not do this on purpose. I don't get deep right off the jump just on purpose. It just, you say things and it flutters my mind and I'm like, I gotta ask about this, you know? But Black women, we are known, myself included, to have um, more unique names. And I am, I've shortened my name, like, for in terms of work purposes because of all the discrimination and the constant correction and the purposeful disrespect that I feel I have gotten off yeah. of a name that um, now more than ever, um, I realize like, it's just beautiful. You guys can't handle it. Now, I love the explanation you gave with your name, but that is just something that it is, it isn't, sorry, it isn't something that we just go through, but it's something we've gotten so used to. So yeah. how do you feel like that affects you? You always have to be like, it's just Rika to the point where even your social media handles like reflect that. Yeah. You know what? It's so You don't have to be like, just me, Sarah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so funny. My dad will tell you. Um, and I vividly remember th having these conversations when I was younger. I told my dad, and I thought I heard his feelings. 
And he was like, no, I, didn't, I knew you wasn't going to change it. But I told my dad, I was like, why would you name me this stupid name, dad? When I turn 18, I'm going to change my name. I'm 37 now. My name is still Rika. But yeah, no, I, yeah, it was a problem when I was little. Because I would be like, daddy, nobody knows how to say my name. Nobody, everybody spells it wrong. And it really did used to bug me. But, you know, when you're younger, you don't really know who you are. You don't, you know. Um, and the name that my dad gave me, um, it, he, he did it. I don't know if he knew what I was going to become, but yeah. it's the perfect radio name. It's the, I didn't have to change my name where everybody else, you know, Charlemagne, the goddess, Charlemagne, the god, when his name is really, um, what is the name? Lenard, <laughs> you know, everybody else had to change their name and, and I didn't. And so now I just, I'm like, whatever, my name's Rika. Um, and I, I give people a lot of grace, but I do not, I stop at the disrespect. So mm -hmm. if you can't get it or you don't want to say it right, then we, we just not going to communicate then, okay. um, which isn't often. M most people yeah. are like, okay, I got it. Rika. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, I give them grace cause I understand. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I'm like, but it's phonetically spelled, but <laughs> I don't understand. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, I give them grace in that space and then we just move forward as long as there's no disrespect, we're, th yeah. we're there. So, so your name K that short for something, what's your real name? Can I ask? Ooh, are we about to do this exclusive you don't have right to now? Right, I was going to say, you don't have to share if you don't want to, whatever you're comfortable with. No, I really don't mind. I really don't mind. And to be honest, like, it's, this obviously wasn't planned, me asking you this, us talking about this. But, you know, that is something that come 2021, I am going, I'm, have planned to start being more vocal about and possibly making that switch because um, Kadeen is my full, my full name. But it's crazy to me because I still am in the corporate world until I can make this officially my full time. But it's like being in the corporate world and putting in those resumes, Blair was easy go, gets me in the door. But the Kadeen is where I had them stuck. So once I dropped it to that K-A-Y, the calls were stupid. Stupid, wow. stupid. Yeah. That, that is interesting that you can track it to that because oh, it's a fact. Yeah, like it's crazy how you can track it like in that corporate world. I guess because I was in the radio space, they were like, whatever. It's and, more and, accepting, I would think, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they were like, yes, different name. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and it, it's, it's, yeah, that makes me so sad. Like I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I to take that in for a moment. Like, damn, you know, the, the privilege I've had with the journey of my name um it's definitely been a privilege where yours has been different because i you know i didn't take that the yeah. corporate route so i just you know i feel for you girls sending you hug and your your name is beautiful kadeem is it kadeem with an m or kadeem and see that that is where it was for me <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or kaden or a whole a whole risk but it is kadeem with the n and for nancy okay, okay. Yep. can you okay. tell i work in the office <laughs> T for Tom, A for Apple, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because when you said that, I was thinking of, um, I think her name is Kadeem uh, Ellis, Deval and Kadeem Ellis. Yes! And yes. like, I literally just found them last year. And I was this like, I where have you them. been all my life? <laughs> Seriously, and I love them. Shout outs to them. I love, yeah, love that couple. I listen to them all the time. They have Same. a lot of good <laughs> Yeah. Same, sure. same. But yeah, like, I just, and that's the thing. That's part of like, my journey and I'm hoping as the years develop, I can really just be honest and vulnerable with people about that because it isn't until these most recent like 
three to four years that I've actually been finding females and males with my name. And I'm like, oh, I'm not so alone as I thought. So in grade four, when I was crying on the field trip for not being able to find a pencil in the gift shop with my name spelled on it, like everyone else. Yes, yeah. But those are real moments that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. I used to have to make my keychains because everybody would have, you know, back, so I'm a creative. I love yeah, it. <laughs> I'm, I'm an 80s baby and a 90s kid. But in the mall, um, when I grew up, you know, keychains were popular and I used to yep, collect yep, yep. And we used to travel a lot. So my parents are travelers and so we would be everywhere and I would always want to collect like keychains or you know, something with my name on it. Of course, mm -hmm. I could never find it. But in the mall, they had a place where they made keychains. So I remember I used to have so many bugs. Bugs Bunny was my dude back in the day. And I used to make, and put Bugs Bunny on it, and I would have Rika. And I have Rika put in my house like five times. There's five different signs. It's like Rika. You know, and just having my name, just embracing that. Like, that's my name. That's my name. And honestly, on paper, nobody knows I'm Black. They think I'm Mexican. <laughs> I, I remember showing up in Indianapolis when I went to the radio station yeah. and I showed up and one of the black girls there was like, oh, I thought you was going to be a Mexican girl. <laughs> to be honest, that really gives me, um, because I've had those moments too, where it's just like, it's such a like, I can kind of breathe now because they were thinking Cave Lair, it's um, I don't know, but yeah. not what yeah. they saw coming in. And like anyone that knows me, I am very not ashamed of my blackness like if yeah, you're my yeah. friend and you are not of this can you have <laughs> if you see them around me just know that they're comfortable with it because <laughs> they're friends with me right but when it comes you mentioned well not mention because that was a huge part of your career radio but um let's let's get into that because yeah. radio is something that I grew up on, it's taught me the world, it's um, taught me so many voices, it's taught me music, like yeah. so many layers to my, like just the essence of me, like radio, because I was same age group as you, so MP3, CD players, all those things are things that, <laughs> you know, like up to today, you could play one of my mom's gospel tapes, and I used to record um, in Toronto, the big station, back when the station was the station was flow 93.5 yeah. and shout out to dj scratch he used to do the afternoon um mix down show and i literally would take my mom's gospel tapes record the mix so it's like hallelujah it's right. worth it. but like, 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 like yes i got my ass whooped but of course of course of course that's funny. like literally so my love for radio and music runs deep now for you what is your story? Was it something you stumbled upon? Was it something that was a part of your family lineage? Like, how did you stumble into radio? Yeah, so um, I actually, it's funny story. My dad did start in radio, but I didn't know until I got older. So same. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story. So um, uh, I went to Howard University, H-U. Um, and so when I got there though, I just yeah. knew like, I want to be an entertainer somehow. Like I've always been an entertainer. I'm the, you know, everybody has in their family, the quiet one, the bossy one, the, I'm the entertaining one. Like I'll tap dance for you. I'll do whatever. Yeah. And so I thought that was going to be acting. Um, yeah. And I remember saying when I was like 17, like I'm going to be the next Halle Berry. You know, that's back when Halle Berry was in everything, yep. you know. And um, so I got to Howard and I was in fine arts um, for I think about a year or whatever. And I wasn't good at it. 
<laughs> was not good at it. you weren't good at it? I wasn't good at acting, girl. I was not, it was not my thing. It, and now, now that I know me, it makes so much sense. Like, I'm just mm. better at being me. Mm. Um, which, which actually leads me to radio. So then, you know, I was talking to a friend one day and he was like, man, you talk so much. You need to be on the radio. And I was like, well, how do you do that? <laughs> like, I grew up on radio just like you. I loved, yeah. I still have the autograph from my morning show host when I was like in fifth grade. And I remember meeting him and like, radio was a big deal, but I don't know that I, like when I'm 15 and 16, it wasn't like a job to me. I didn't think about career paths, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. especially back then uh, in the 80s and 90s, it was, it was all about doctor, lawyer, teacher, yeah. veterinarian. Oh, and that God. was it. Yeah, the entire <laughs> woman, yeah. you know, like, yeah. The, the regular jobs, right? So yeah. I didn't think about it, but Stability. he mentioned that. Shout out to Kyle. We're still friends today. He mentioned that. And I was like, okay, well, how do you do that? He was like, yo, they got a student station. Uh, you should go audition. Because at Howard, you got to audition for everything. Everything. You have to freaking try out, audition, whatever. So, and I got on. And I, I had my own show. And um, our professor that year really took that class um, and, and honed us and refined us and I remember we would do all these college um competitions um we would go down to Atlanta and we won we would win every category we would, mm -hmm. some of my classmates are from those years are still in radio today mm -hmm. and I really was like yo this is home dude this is home because I got to be Rika like in fact going back to the name conversation it's so funny everybody was getting their nicknames and I was like I want a nickname <laughs> and my, my friends were like Girl. Your name is a nickname. <laughs> like your name is Rika. Come on now. Um, and so, and, and actually I was Rika J for a while because I just wanted something else. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I started radio and my professor who we're still cool to this to this day. In fact, I talked to his uh, class, I think like a month ago um, about radio and he was really like, yo, you can, you can do this. Like this is, this is it. Um, and so, yeah, so the summer before I graduated Howard, I uh, interned for KISS FM in Seattle, Washington. So I'm from Seattle, go Hawks, all day, Seattle. Russell Wilson in the house. Um, and so I interned and I was like the best intern. I was a hustler back, especially back then. And my program director at the time was like, yo, you know, you're really talented. You got something. Um, when do you graduate? Like, are you think like, where's radio at for you? I was like, I mean, I guess I'll be in radio. He was like, I'll, if you, once you graduate, if you come back, I'll give you a part-time spot. Mm -hmm. So of course I took it. So I was like one of the only people in my friend group who knew that I had a job before I even graduated. That um, amazing. Yeah. And I graduated and he, he held true to his promise and um, I got the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sorry about my dogs. <laughs> oh, don't apologize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I got the job and it just took off from there. And so I was in Seattle for about five years. And then I went to Indianapolis for five years. Um, and now I've been uh, here where I am, which is a smaller community, three hours outside of Seattle um, in Eastern Washington. A lot of people don't realize Washington state is split, is kind of split in half yeah. from, from mountains. And so I live on this side, which that's a longer story uh, about the history of my family here. Um, mm -hmm. actually. And this is where my dad um, was on the radio here. And once I got into radio, then he started telling me those stories like, oh yeah, I used to, you know, be on the radio. Which, over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, in fact, when I was in fifth grade, no, not fifth grade, sorry. When I turned 15, 
my dad threw me a party. He was my DJ. And even back then, I didn't know, like, I was, you know what I mean? Like, I was the coolest How girl. How lit your life was? Got <laughs> my life at 15. Like, my dad right? threw me a party. Yeah, everything. He was my DJ. It was so cool. But even then, I didn't know, like, I wasn't putting two and two together. Um, and so, yeah, so then once I got here, uh, once I got in radio, that's when my dad started sharing, you know, the stories with me and stuff. So it's pretty cool to actually be on the same frequency. It was called something else back then um, that my dad was. Uh, and in this community where my dad used to be on the radio and he was everything, him and my mom. And um, fun fact, I have an elementary school named after my grandmother here. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. So uh being in this community with her name yeah, so a school cool. my dad's history like it has been uh, a crazy amazing. seven years of doing morning shows um but i just stepped down from doing mornings and now I i'm part time I mean, I yeah mean. yeah we, we will we will get to that but right. i don't want to gloss over a lot of these major keys that you gave everyone because okay. a lot of the times people will come they'll ask me well what questions are you going to ask me what is downtown about? But like, literally, it's what the acronym stands for. Yeah. Don't waste no time with negativity. It's about yeah. inspiration and motivation. And yeah. it's people like yourself and plenty of others that I've spoken to that are just real people that have gone through real things and giving you real experiences and letting you know, like, you're not alone. You can still do yeah. this, right? Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned a lot of things, as I said, I don't want to gloss over. First of all, yeah, no worries, girl. Ask me everything. I'm with it. <laughs> shout outs, shout outs to going to school. I'm I'm here to congratulate you. Shout outs to going to school. Shout outs to completing school. Shout yeah. outs to listening to the advice. You probably didn't listen to all, but in this case, we'll say you listen to the right advice, right? And right. you didn't have to go through that journey in school and follow up with applying in the student radio. And like the amount of people I met just in this circle alone, I feel like I go to Howard. <laughs> I'm in Toronto, like literally, literally, like I'm yeah. not joking. So it's just like to know you rose above all of that and like yeah. you came out on like that's nothing to gloss over because hard yeah. yo you got some com competition over yeah. there like uh, you know what i will say and um the, i love this story because it always reminds me of who i really am and it gets down to the core of me yeah. is so i applied to howard you know as you do when you're trying to go to college or whatever yeah. especially back then like college was the thing like they told you you have to go to college you have to go to college um but so i applied never got a letter okay never got a letter i never got the you got in i never got the you suck you didn't get in i never got a letter right <laughs> so i'm moping around the house and my mom is like you really want to go don't you I'm like yeah I wanna go. <laughs> you know um and she goes okay this is what we about to do i'm gonna put you on a plane and you're gonna go ask them if you got in so in seattle they have a group of people who take kids on a black college tour and so my mom knew those people because my mom is was in the education field. She retired as the um, special ed director of the Renton School District. But so she got me um, uh, in contact with that person, um, the coordinator or whatever, and said, listen, uh, my daughter doesn't have to go on the whole tour, but I do need you to just drop her off at Howard when y'all, because their second stop was Howard. Yeah. And she was like, and she needs to go in the A building and figure out if she got in or not. And then you could put her back on a plane and come back to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. 18 years old, 
by myself, basically. Like, I, I didn't know these people. I was just like, okay, because I really wanted to go. Talk mm -hmm. about, like, not listening to the negative and pushing that out and everything. I mean, I could, that could have been fear, could have stopped me. Like, oh, it's not that serious or right. it's just fine. Anything, you know, but I, I wanted to go so bad. That was my goal. So, yeah, my little 18-year-old self went into the A building and was like, hi, so my name is Rika, and I was wondering if I got in, and she wrote my name down, and, right, she yeah. wrote my name down, disappeared for, like, 20 minutes, and came back, and was like, oh, baby, you got in, you never got a letter, oh, my God, hey, if I would have never gone to DC, where would I be today, I don't you know, been waiting for that letter, wait, didn't get Still. in, well, I don't know where Howard made me do, like just even introducing me to radio. Where would I be today if I didn't go on this trajectory um, of my life and, and journey? So I, yeah, man, it, you, yeah. <laughs> so I love what you stand for and everything is just pushing that all out. I had a goal and I fought for it and I got it. I love that. And like, also you, you take direction. Yeah. You listen to you, a lot of people, myself included, um, prior to me doing this, a lot of times people will say things or guidance and sometimes we'll just brush it off and probably not take it as um, seriously as we should. But it's those little steps that will take you to like, through your journey, your journey, like yeah. what you have to do, like that story to me, is just, I love traveling. I love like, planes so it's just 18 on a jet plane <laughs> yeah. so i'm 37 now and i look back like dude i was bold i mean i've lived in new york you know i've interned i've lived in and i lived in new york right before howard because even before howard so i got in and then i begged my dad i begged my parents yeah. could i move to new york so when <laughs> this was after during college or this is so um, in fifth grade, so like I said, my parents, we travel all the time, right? Yeah. And in yeah. Fifth, grade, fifth grade, my parents drove us from Seattle all the way to New York City. Like we drove. Drove. Yeah. I'm 12. What? I, I remember this vividly. And I always loved TV and theater and, yeah. and movies and, and everything. And so I knew what New York City was. And I remember being in fifth grade. I remember being, and I could still feel her today, like being this little girl. And we were in Times Square. And I just stood there and looked at MTV, the Toys R Us store, the like Virgin Records, like everything was there. And I was like, mom, this looks just like it does on TV. I'm gonna live here one day. And so I made a promise to that little girl. So then when I turned 18 and you know, outside of college and then I applied to Howard, I got into Howard, but you get in at right before high school is over. So I had a whole summer before I was gonna go to yeah. Howard. So yeah. I looked up a school, my little self. This is when the this little girl schemed her whole plan before she got to <laughs> Listen, I'm on the internet like, how do I, how can I go to New York? I want to take a theater class. The, yeah. Research the whole thing because I knew my dad and I had to have like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of how, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. And the, they, my mom, my dad said no. Mm -hmm. And because I was like, can I move? Can I move to New York before Howard? Because I want to go to this film for television school. It's a summer program. Can I go? And mm -hmm. my dad was like, no. 
I was like, <laughs> so then my mom and dad, my mom to this day would be like, girl, we almost got a divorce over that because we was, oh, we was fighting. Cause, yeah, because she was like, Ricky, my dad's name is Ricky. Yeah. Rika, Rika Ricky. So, um, my mom was like, yo, I, I don't think you know your daughter. I think she'll be okay. Because my dad was scared. It was fear. Like, I, I'm not going to send my little, mind you, at that time I was still 17. Yeah. My birthday's in June, so I, I'm a yeah, late. late yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they they thought about it, and then my godmom happened to be in New York at that time because my godmom's a traveler too. And my mom was like, "Yo, can you just check out this school and make sure it's real?" Mm -hmm. She checked it out. My godmom, the go getter, she talked to the professors, this and that. Is this real? Is this? And it was real. Mm -hmm. And somehow my mom convinced like my dad. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, we do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 The women in my life, man, they fought for me. You know. Yeah. Somehow my mom and my godmom convinced my dad to let me go and they got on a plane with me and dropped me off in Harlem, New York. <laughs> your, your mother and your father? Yeah, yeah. So my parents are still married. Um, uh, they've been married for like over 40 years, which is ugh, disgusting. It's so gross to me. I love them. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I love them. I, they, they, I, I, I joke. Now, the, another like, Wow. <laughs> we'll say that. Wow. Like I, I, I'm selfish, right? Because even though, yes, this is the show and it is for everyone. I secretly am just here getting my own inspiration and just battery in my back to just keep moving forward. Right. And what I love about your story is that it seems as if your parents, your mother, and your father have always been a solid foundation in your life and a solid source of like, encouragement and not deterring you from being you because yeah. a lot of the times like for example in my situation where it's just kind of like being that first in your family from immigration to kind of do everything so mm -hmm. everything's just, uh, 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 like you know because they don't know themselves but they're not going to tell you that as a child right so it's very important when you have parents that um for lack of better terms are creatives or visionary thinkers as well because if they're not living within the box, they won't force their child, I'm hoping so, not to live within a box. Right. What was that experience like for you, like growing up and being on your journey and discovering yourself as Rika? And like, how do you feel that's like played a role for you, like you now and the decisions you make? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And it's so funny. I, I'm, a, I'm the middle child, even though I feel like the only child because I'm the only girl, so I don't have middle child syndrome. But I fight with my little brother about that a lot because he just, he, he riffs with my parents a lot. And I'm like, you don't know how privileged you are and how blessed you are to have the family structure that we had. A lot of people don't get this. And honestly, I didn't realize it till I went, when I got in high school a little bit, but yeah. And then when I moved to New York and went to Howard, I was like, what in the hell? Your parents did what? You don't know your dad? You know, like I, my, my vision opened and I realized yeah. how blessed I was because yeah. you think what's going on in your house whether good or bad is how it is for everybody um, and so I just remember you know there's there's a couple of things that my parents instilled in me now there's a couple of ways that my parents did get it wrong and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that of course um, but not of course as in your parents but as in like they always yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect, right? Yeah. And my parents were doing what they, what, what, you know, what they could at that time and their baby boomers and stuff like that. So, but there's two things that my parents definitely instilled in me. And um, one of them was, so I'm a Christian, I grew up Christian, and it was about having your own relationship with God. 
So you don't, you, you not out here judging anybody for anything. You sin just as much as they do. I don't care if they're gay. I don't care if they do this. I don't care. Da, da. You sin as much as they're sinning and you don't judge anybody for that. Your job is to love them, but you focus on your relationship with God. Now, did I listen to the focusing on my relationship with God enough when I was little? No, but I am now. Um, and that's really why I lost myself a little bit because I lost my anchor, but and then the second thing was, I remember my dad would literally say, I don't care if you want to be a garbage woman, a hole digger, whatever. You better be the best garbage woman or hole digger there is. So I definitely had a lot of exploration. Um, you know, my mom said as soon as I was born and started, she said, I came out talking and walking and she put me in dance. And that's where, that's my love of performance and all that comes from that. But she was like, I need, she was like, girl, you tired, you was, you tired me out. So I had to put you in something for you to get tired so then I could go to sleep. Um, and so I, I had a lot of room to explore and be everything like tap, jazz, ballet, piano, cheerleading, traveling. I, I remember being, I was probably 14 or 15 and I knew that I had cousins in Alabama. And I think that I, I may have met them that summer or something. I literally looked at my mom and was like, mom, can I go to Alabama? like by myself and she was like okay they put me on a plane i'm this 14 and this is this is before 9 11 so something cool about that is i got to sit in the uh, cockpit and meet the the um pilot and i got like a little certificate and we yes yes you just have a babysitter like you can you can have a babysitter Same. my first time went to jamaica that's all i was like if you didn't go to the cockpit was you really flying exactly <laughs> exactly um and so yeah i was always that ambitious little girl and my parents definitely fed that they were like yeah okay whatever oh bye do this da, da, da. Um, to a point where my mom would always be like, girl, you can't do everything. Sit down. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you, right? Because you did mention that later on you discovered that your father was in radio. And mm -hmm. for me, um, I'll still say I'm going through a transitional phase of like, even though I'm the youngest of the three, okay. yeah. but I feel like the oldest. Okay. And the only girl as well. Yeah. So <laughs> Some about them boys, they just don't grow up as fast as we do. I don't know. I, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. and before we continue, Rika, because I do respect your time, um, I am really, of course, in, enjoying this conversation with you so much. Are you okay with continuing on, or do you have to? Like, oh, girl, let's yeah, let's do it. I'm like, what? Have we been on for two hours? What happened? <laughs> I'm good. I have love it, <laughs> but don't yeah. hesitate to be like, all right, girl, <laughs> because yeah. I can get I can get wrapped up when I'm really having fun. So yeah. okay, I'm glad you're having fun. Now I got questions for you though. I'm like, wait a minute. But anyway, go it's ahead. about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But when it comes to like that discovery period for me now is like, okay, I am the child. I am the youngest. You are my mom. You are my dad. But I'm also seeing you as Joan and Winston, and I don't really know if I fuck with y'all, but I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> Keep it real. I'm going yeah. to be real. And I'm a PK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what, have you gone through that moment yet? Or what is that moment for you like where you love your mom and your dad, but now you're seeing them as like individuals in the yeah. world and you realize what you get from them and what you don't and what you rock with and what you don't like. Yeah. 
what is that part of your journey been like? Yeah, it is weird. God, who was I just having this conversation with? Oh, one of my clients. That's right. It is weird when you come to the realization that your parents are people. Like when you're born, <laughs> yeah. You, when you're born, you just think they were this age forever. They had you, and now they're mom and dad. Yeah. But going through um, my abusive relationship, and I'm sure we'll get to what my business is now, but my yeah. abusive relationship um, to now and it has opened my eyes to a lot of the things. And I hate saying like what my parents got wrong or whatever, because yeah. I love my parents. And I actually had to go through therapy about that too, because I felt bad saying You're that my true. parents got it wrong in this area, right? Yeah. So yeah. realizing that they are Rosalind and Ricky. <laughs> and I, my dad, me and my dad, we can only focus on what we were doing when I was little, going to the movies, um, talking about Star Wars stuff. Uh, like we're trying to figure out how we're gonna go see Wonder Woman for Christmas. Like, are we gonna rent out a theater? Cause they're letting you do that yeah, now. Yeah, you should, you should. Yeah. But yes. yeah. yeah, so we love that stuff. With yeah. my dad, I can't talk about anything that I, so me even stepping down from radio my dad doesn't understand it and he's not mean about it like oh you're stupid or something it's just I can tell the vibe they're, like, they're yeah yeah like why would you do that because they're baby boomers my dad's 67 they so, don't need things once they start we know no it's <laughs> like whatever you started at and 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 it's funny though because my dad did kind of have a journey because he was a DJ but then he met my mom and they started having kids so he had to leave that yeah. um because he wasn't making a lot enough money to to be sustainable but yeah you you're a baby boomer you get a job and then you retire and then you die <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we have that thing my mom she's just overly mommy um yeah. and so now but i'm learning and they're mm -hmm. accepting the boundaries like mm -hmm. you, i'm literally 37 parenting is over <laughs> i forget my age sometimes because yeah. i have y'all treat me <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, parenting is now over. We, we've, we've completed. Um, so now we have to have, yes, you're still my mom and you're still my dad. I know it's never going to be like best friends because, yeah. you know, as black parents, well, I ain't your friend. I ain't one of your little friends. Right. So that'll <laughs> never happen. But just yeah. yeah, just knowing who I want to be, how I want to show up and boundaries. That's what I do now with my parents. Like, mm -hmm. no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, like the other day, my dad sent me a text about I'll miss you on the radio. I'm sorry. And I was like, why are you sorry, dad? You can miss me. Don't think I'm going back. You're, yeah, you, yeah. you're allowed to share that. That's fine. Um, so it's just about learning who you want to be, how you want to show up, and then putting up those boundaries. And if you're paying your own bills and you don't live with them, they have to accept it. They have to. So, yeah. The whole yeah. time my mom spent being like, when are you 18? When are you 18? All right. Well, we're here and uh, I pay my own rent. So uh, thank you very much. <laughs> grown now. Society says when you turn 18, you grown. For parents is, it, it, once you leave this house, you grown. So yeah. Yeah. I have been 18. So yeah. like, I haven't lived with my parents in over 10 years. So seriously, like, I ain't looking back. Yeah. So. Yeah. Our, our, our relationship with our parents are like essentially the first relationships or dynamics we learn as yeah. humans, period. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're in our lives or not, because their absence can teach us that of relationships yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Now, is it safe to call you, I don't want to say, is, 
I'm trying to coin my own terms here. Is it safe to say like a non-relationship guru? Like, no. So, right. So, no, I, you know what? I don't know. I, so I call myself the single girl's life coach, right? So, yes. Um, but I don't, I definitely don't teach you not to be in a relationship. But how to value yourself when you're not in and when you're in. Yeah. So, how to, yeah. So what I do is I, is, is I say that I help you discover your worth mm-hmm. so that you stop tying your identity to men and stop being a man pleaser relationship with self is most important so if you are dating knowing that singleness is not a punishment and i am worthy regardless of my relationship status then you will better be able to leave situations that are not benefiting you at all but when you're out here dating and you know because society teaches us especially in america that the goal in life when you're a woman is to get married and have kids and if you don't do that by 28, you suck at life. You didn't get the goal, right? I'm getting it. Yeah. So that, that, is, that is what society is um, putting on us. And it's starting to diminish with millennials and then Gen Z and then um, a bit. And so when you're dating with that foundation of, I have to hurry up and get this goal, which is what I was doing. So no judgment on anybody who is doing it. This is where my business comes out of, where my heart is. Um, so if you're dating with that, like I have to hurry up and get this goal. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're going to be holding on to these dysfunctional relationships, mm. trying to get married and have these babies yeah. because then the society will deem that I'm worthy and they will celebrate me. Exactly. So if you're dating with that, that is dangerous. But if you're dating, knowing, listen, regardless of what happens, I am still worthy period because I say so because God says so whatever you believe in says so. The fact that you're still living and breathing on this earth, you still have a purpose. And that is not defined by you having a man and some kids. It's not. So that is how I want women to date from that stand. Not having, and I'm not saying have an attitude, be mean to people, put up brick walls. You know, I teach my clients to put up fences. We got to be data collecting out here, but not walls. But we are. The Bible asks us to guard our heart. And that's what that means. It's boundaries. Boundaries in every bucket, relationships, parents, coworkers, yeah. society. Yeah. We have to learn these things, but where do you go to school to learn how to be in love, okay? Nowhere. Nowhere. And that is where my parents got it quote unquote wrong. I love my parents and they have a beautiful relationship, but baby boomers were not. Yeah, they, they, what was that? For me, like, I was saying they don't know love. Like, well, and how to well, showcase it yeah yeah for my parents they do i believe they do they have a beautiful relationship but they never had the conversation with me Mm. about how to get there Mm. so what is a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship yes those conversations were not had and i'm pretty sure my parents were doing what their parents did and they probably thought well she's gonna see a great relationship she'll figure it out no no I needed the conversations I needed them like um my father number one grandchildren I want the grandchildren where the grandchildren there mm-hmm. uh first of all <laughs> secondly like what about my website what about everything that I'm does none of this yeah matter yeah like are you yeah. like so many things right but you mentioned 
of which like your parents have experienced and them not really transferring it to you. But I'm curious to know, what is that situation that brought you to being the single girl's life coach? Today? Right, right. And I won't answer that, but first I want to know where you're from or your parents. Because I keep hearing the accent. Like you keep throwing Jamaica. that in. Like, Hold on. Yo, you from Jamaica? Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Ocho Rios. I've been to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Hey, did you yeah. like it? I loved Jamaica. In fact, bringing it back to radio, I, the first time I was in Jamaica was because I broadcasted live from one of the Sandals resorts because we were yes. doing a promotion and giving yes. away free trips to Ocho Rios. Yes. And yes, girl, I was like, oh my God. I remember when that was like a thing in radio, the destination was like Jamaica yeah. or it would yeah. be like the jazz, um, the jazz. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, and my parents came with me on that trip too. It was my dad's 60th birthday. Yeah, that's crazy. Dang, that was like eight years ago. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, so I've been to Jamaica, so good to know. Okay, so, yeah, so when um, you come to Toronto, I'll cook you a nice plate of food. I love food. Yeah. So. Yes, and I do love Jamaican food. I do, I do. Um, okay, so like I said, I grew up in Seattle. I went to Howard. I've lived in Indianapolis. I've been all over the world, as you can see, um, out of this country. I've, I've always been a traveler. And I'm when sorry, I was in the yeah. uh huh, I I I didn't pose this question properly. So let me. Let me pose it better because I just want to make sure I'm clear and for the audience to not feel like I'm not, I'm shying away from asking for someone that has been surrounded by what people feel like so much love and mm -hmm. so much support. You're supposed to have a perfect relationship. You're supposed to this, you're supposed, how do you end up in an abusive relationship? How do you end up getting hurt? You're not supposed to get hurt. Girl. Trust I don't agree with that. <laughs> right. Trust me. Those were, I had to have a come to Jesus moment with myself mm -hmm. when I got out of that relationship because I had to figure that out. Like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. um, and so to tell that story, let's start from the beginning. Yes. Um, so again, yes, I had great, I know nothing but marriage. My grandparents were married, my, my, on my mom's side and my dad's side. My parents are still married. My aunts and uncles are still married to the same people they was married to when I came out the womb. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't, um, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but there wasn't a lot of dysfunction that I saw. Yeah, um, There was family dysfunction for sure, like my dad and my, my aunts and stuff, but everything seems to be fine now. Yeah. But my parents did not have that conversation with me again about, like, did your parents have a conversation with you about, okay, okay, this is a healthy relationship versus this is an unhealthy relationship. Exactly. So we're out here dating because we think that's what we're supposed to do, right? Like that's the human nature, that's desire. But I guarantee you desire did not wake up one day and say, you know what I want? A dysfunctional relationship. That's what I want. I want to be mistreated, you know? Okay. But the problem is because relationships are not a point of focus for humans, and I mean by focus, I mean by studying and figuring out what's healthy, what's abusive, what's not, what's narcissism, what's love bombing, what's this. We're out here, yeah, we're out here dating without a parachute. So we're just jumping off the plane, like, cause I think I'm supposed to do this because society has done it and that's what I see. And my body tells me I like this guy. So I'm just jump off the plane. But when you wanna be a doctor, you have to go and get education. When you wanna be a lawyer, you have to go get education. 
So I say that to say, none of us are getting this education on relationships, which is the most important thing in our life. And it doesn't, in every bucket, with parents, like we just, you know, yeah. who's talking about parent and older child relationships? Nobody. Um, mm -hmm. Relationships, coworkers, and all that. Mm -hmm. So while I'm traveling and I'm moving across the country a couple of times because of radio and Howard and stuff, um, I am around millennials that are fine with being single and we're just kicking in and we're having a great time and it's fun. So I never really had to have a come to Jesus moment with myself about relationships because everybody looked like me. We're all doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Then I moved to where I am now, which is three hours outside of Seattle in this mm -hmm. small community. And I look up, I'm 30 and I look up, I get here, I buy this house seven years ago. And then I look up and I'm like, well, shit, everybody's married and has kids. <gasps> Did I miss the goal? Yeah. And I freaked out. I freaked because I was 30, single, didn't have kids. And like you said, everybody's like, where are the babies at? Where, where's your man? Where? And I will say this, my parents never did that to me. They never were like, you need to hurry up and get married. They just like, whatever. She going to do what she going to do. Um, yeah. and, right, like, they know. <laughs> right. They know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They may not agree with it, but I'm they gonna let me just do what I do. Yeah. Oh, so, but yeah, I got here and then the circle that I'm surrounded by, everybody, everybody in small towns, everybody gets married at 18, then you start popping up kids at 18 and a half. And if you don't do that by 23, you suck at life. Yeah. So that affected me and unfortunately led me down a path that I didn't want to go on because in me um in retrospect, I didn't know this then, but doing all the journey and the work that I've done mm -hmm. um, since then, it, so I ended up just being in the next relationship. And like, this is the relationship that has to work because I have to hurry up and get this goal. Passing red flags, passing signs of abuse because they pass me because I don't know that's a sign. Mm -hmm. I don't know that's a red flag because nobody told me this, right? And what reality, what, say that again? No, I said that's real. Yeah, yeah. And what reality TV is showing is that relationships okay. are dysfunctional. Yeah. And they, you argue, and it's drama, and it's he cheats on you, then he apologizes, then you take him back, and then you're good for two months, and then he does it again. And that cycle of dysfunction continues because you think that is a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I have to, I want to feel worthy, and I don't want people to feel sorry for me people feel sorry for single women. I don't know why. I, you know, they're like, are you like the amount of text messages I got on Thanksgiving to check on me? Like, are you okay? Cause they knew I was alone. My mom bought me a meal and I was like, I, I bottle of wine in one hand, probably chilling with my dogs, watching TV having a with my dogs, <laughs> having a good time. But everybody of course thought I was sad. So they had to check on me. You good? Yeah. I'm good. Like I'm good. So I didn't want, I, I didn't want, when I was 30, I didn't want to feel that. I didn't want to go to another baby shower and somebody's old auntie yeah. basically in her tone and the way she asked judging me because yeah. I'm single. So I wanted this relationship to work. And I was in that relationship for two years and we can get into some stories of that. Um, but, but I wanted to answer your question. Yeah. So I was in that relationship for two years and he broke up with me. He broke up with me saying that he couldn't trust me. Kay. Mind you, behind my back, he was cheating on me the whole time. Well, you can't trust me. But you can't trust me. You, okay. But I didn't know that, right? So I no. didn't know this. But now, in, in, in retrospect, and the journey that I've been on and understanding. You were getting close to something. 
Mm -hmm. That was projection. He was projecting on me his wrongdoings, yeah. thinking that I would do it to him. So he had to somehow figure out how to shut this girl down who was super bubbly. Yeah. And what I found in a lot of the shadow work that I've been doing yeah. um, and the journey I went on is when I was little, again, I talk a lot, as you can see. Oh, I'm talking, like, right? I'm yeah. like fully engulfed. Like you're not saying anything of nonsense. So thank yeah. you for being so vulnerable and you are not talking a lot, <laughs> a lot of important things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But as you see, I, I don't, I, I have a lot of words and I can speak. And so I've yes. always been that way. And unfortunately, and my teachers didn't know that, that they were doing this, but what I learned at a young age was I'm too much because I would always get in trouble in school. Same. Rika, go sit out in the hall. Rika, go to the principal's office. Girl, I had a teacher tell me, shut up one time. And my mom was at that school quick. So in school, I wasn't allowed to be Rika. I had to shh. I was annoying people. So yeah. I started learning, unbeknownst to them, that I'm too much. Yeah. Then when I, in my first, I call, I have like three pillar relationships that really define me. Mm -hmm. And in every single one, even my abusive one, they always told me I was too much. Always. Rika, shh, Rika. Like, girl, what you loud? Like, yeah. there was something wrong with me. That's what I was learning. Yeah. Learning. And so on top of that, and then my parents not having the conversation with me about what makes healthy versus unhealthy, it was just, um, you know, it was just the best formula to be in an abusive relationship because mm -hmm. I was trying to mold into what I thought he wanted me to be and like serve my way into his heart mm -hmm. and thinking this is how you get a happy relationship because they always say marriage is hard. They always say compromise you have to do right so i'm thinking that means i have to compromise diminish mm -hmm. dim my light of who i am like i literally in that relationship got quiet like i used to talk like this when i was with him and around friends i'd be like yeah you know da, da, da. because i thought again yeah. and this is me okay and i'm <laughs> like, not shaking my head like at you i'm like oh i know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's how i got in that relationship and and for when he broke up with me in June of 2017, yeah. from June to December of 2017, I beat myself up asking those same questions. How could I get here? I have a two parent household. I don't have daddy issues. I went to Howard University. I'm so stupid. I can't like beat myself, cried myself to sleep. Mind you, I'm doing the morning show at this time. So I still have to wake up at 4.30. Hi everybody. Hi, good morning. <laughs> Let's talk about the Kardashians. Yeah. And I used to, I used to tell my co-host, I'll be right back, like during commercial break, because usually you have like five, eight minutes, depending. Cool. And I'd go in the bathroom and cry and just get it together, Rika, you got this, you could do this. Because I didn't want to, I was so embarrassed. And yeah. this was the boyfriend that I put embarrassed all Embarrassed of what, for him breaking up with you, or? Embarrassed that I would allow that to happen to me mm. again. Again, I was asking the same questions that you asked me. How the hell could I, right? Because I thought that I was a strong woman, you know, in different yeah. buckets I was. In some yeah. areas I was. In my career, I was. Mm. I was a trailblazer in that, you know? But in this bucket, I had so much shame because yeah. I was letting a guy diminish me. Yeah. Um, and when we broke up, the, the embarrassment was I had put him, I mean, you know how we do, we get in a, you know how girls do. I don't do this anymore. This is the lesson I learned. But when you get in a relationship and you think he the one, 
he all over your social media. And he was fine too. Yeah, learned that lesson. Yeah, all over social media, <laughs> professing he the one. Da, 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 da. Uh, and I had to literally go and erase all I of I just his know that Gret means like, what? I <laughs> you felt it. I know you did. I know you did. We done past it. It's, it's done already. Because <laughs> depending on your age, you've been there. And I know you've been there. Yes, so most definitely. Are, more than once. Yeah. If you're 18, 19 listening to this, do not post your boyfriend all over your social media. No. He not on boo-boo. And if he is, wait until after you get married. Um, so yeah, so I had to erase it and I used to talk about my boyfriend all the time. And for three months, I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And my listeners started catching on. I would get DMs like, Hey, what happened to your boyfriend? And I never answered them though. Cause I was like, I was still hurting. Like I'm not to share with you, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and then my co-host was like, dude, people are starting to ask me like, you know, cause I had told my co-host, he was literally the only, cause I had to see him every day. So yeah. I had to like, you know, exactly. um, and I, when I told him and I was like, and I don't want to talk about it. He was like, okay. So then I went to Mexico by myself, Christmas of 2017. Have you ever seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love? Bible. <laughs> um, everybody need to watch that movie. Everybody need to watch that movie. <laughs> I, I, my, my Netflix just constantly has it at the front for me. There's certain things that are just staples for me classic classic it's it's, I, it's it's more not to divert it's more than even it's the it's it's that journey like there's some film performances where they get that woman journey so like letters to juliet eat pray love i'm gonna get into my white girl bag but yes let's continue <laughs> let's out the white girl movie listen i love i love that woman i've actually seen the real woman speak not um uh julia roberts but yeah. the, uh, i forgot her her real name but you know oprah when she would do her speaking to yes. she yes. came to Seattle and my mom bought me a ticket my mom knows i love i would love have <laughs> my other mom right so we went and we saw her speak yes. but yeah, so I was inspired by that movie. And and the funny thing is, I, yeah, like I, I watched that movie when it first came out all the time. And then one day I was just watching it after that relationship. And I was like, I need to go on a solo trip. And I literally, and then I remember, this is how I started open up, opening up about that relationship on air. Um, because I live in a community that has a lot of Mexicans, um, like my co-host was Mexican, his parents were from Mexico. So I have a lot of immigrants here. And then first American, um, uh, first generation American. Excuse me, hold on. No problem. Okay, first generation American kids or whatever. And my co-host was one. And so the the topic on air was, I'm going on a solo trip. Where should I go in Mexico? That was the first like, and then that that started opening me up. And so yeah, I bought my ticket. I went by myself. And for a week, Christmas week of 2017, and my mom was so mad. You ain't gonna be here for Christmas. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna be with Jesus on a beach. Yeah. And that's when it's my journey started. Yeah. And, and that's when my journey started. And there were three questions that I asked myself. How did I get here? Who, who do I say I am? And who does God say I am? Mm. How did I get here? Who does God say I am? And who, and who do I say I am? And the reason why I specifically ask those questions, especially who do I say I am and who does God say I am, my abusive ex would tell me things about myself 
that I began to internalize as true. Because again, I had heard them over and over. And I thought, well, I keep hearing these messages, so then it must be true. So, and then he would call me sneaky and a cheater and a liar because he was doing the same things. And he would point out things like, my phone is always on silent, okay? Always. My phone, I've never been the person who liked the dings, the light. We got vibrate. Vibrate or silent. And he thought that was sneaky. He thought it was sneaky. Um, and, and he used to try to project on me that my co-host liked me and that we flirted all the time on air and he hated that. Mm-hmm. He berated me for having, still having like my Michael Kors bags that ex-boyfriends bought me that I ended up getting rid of. Ones. <laughs> Replace them if it's such an issue. <laughs> if it is such an issue, Replace bitch, buy them. You buy them. But, but until then. <laughs> but until then. But being the person that yes. I was thinking I had to do, I, I literally went to Goodwill and gave them away. I'm so pissed because it was a red, it was a cute little mini Michael Kors red bird. I was like, probably that person at Goodwill that bought it for the $14.99 shoe. <laughs> and I remember, I remember I blogged about this and I was like, so the girl who got my Michael Kors bag, you better not ever give that up for a man, ever. <laughs> That's um, you. Girl, I got rid of Jordans because like, what? And the only reason why he knew is because I would talk about it on air. I think we had a topic of like, are you allowed to keep your ex's stuff? Yeah. And when he found that out, he was like, you didn't tell me you're a liar. Who brings, like, who says, okay, so we're, we're starting a relationship. Let me tell you all the things that I got from my ex. Um, this laptop came from an ex. These, like, I don't, like, these are conversations I don't need to have. What are we, 12? Yeah. Like I'm grown, but I wanted this relationship to work so much. I was willing to do anything to hold on, not knowing that I was literally dimming my light, suffocating myself. And yeah, so I went on that trip and that's when journaling started. And have you ever read uh, the book, The Purpose Driven Life by Pastor Rick Warren? No. What is it called? Yep. I'm like, write it down, Kay. Write it down. I always listen. I don't play. Anytime I'm recommended books. Yeah, yeah. And sorry, what is the title again, Rika? Oh, The Purpose Driven Life by Pastor Rick Warren. Driven Life. I'm a slow writer, sorry. You're fine. You're fine. We got all the time in the world, girl. By Pastor Rick Warren? Yep. Mm -hmm. Why am I? (laughs) (laughs) It's the W. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. And, and then write down, Gabrielle Unions, we're going to need more wine. Listen, that's my girl. Yes, I love me some Gabby. So, yeah, when I went to Mexico by myself, I'm like, what do people bring on a solo trip? I was like, oh, I guess I should bring some books. And I, I think I already had The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, no, in fact, I know I did. My parents gave it to me when I was 15, never read it. I should have, but, you know, this is the life, right? One of those ones, yeah. So, yeah, I ended up buying it again, and then I found it later. And I was like, oh, my God, I've always had this book. But anyway, so I took that book with me, and I think I was in the airport, and Gabrielle's book just came out. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need to buy her book. Bought the book, whatever. I get to Mexico, I'm on the beach, and I start reading. Mind you, back in June of 2017, when he broke up with me, I told his ass, okay, take me to the airport. And yes, I was hurt, and yes, I was crying, and that's when I started beating myself up. But 
I felt in my knowing and my being, I didn't hear because I don't hear God in audibles, but I, I felt something that let me know I will use this story. Mm. So God told me I will use this story. Mm. Back then, I was like, use this story? I didn't tell nobody what I went through. What? Yeah. Like, I, I have so much shame, like so embarrassed, like I told you. It is. So, right. So then I'm reading The Purpose Driven Life. And in that book, Pastor Rick Warren says, your greatest shame will be the things that heals others. Mm. And I was like, and that really started getting the ball rolling. Like God told me he was going to use this story. Then I'm reading Gabrielle Union's book. And Gab- I was reading this book. Okay, I'm on the beach, you know, watching the, 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 the Mexicans are coming by. Like, you want to buy? Like, they're trying to sell me stuff. And I'm just reading. Woo, woo, woo. In fact, look, here's my little Puerto Vallarta. Oh. Yeah, and it, that's so funny. I always forget that it's in here. And every time I open it, it just reminds me. And I have a little letter to myself. But I, yeah, I'm reading the book. And I'm like, did Gabrielle Union write this book about me? I'm confused. I thought this was <laughs> I'm so confused. Just, you, know, you know me? You know me? I'm so confused. Yeah. The same story. Two-parent yeah. household. Nobody ever talked to her about how to yeah. get to the relationship. I think her parents are divorced now, but she went through it with relationships since junior high to high school to she was even married before Dwayne Wayne, which yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And abused, abused, beat. She was actually physically abused. I was not. Yeah. But she, I felt seen. And I was like, oh my God. So then it was just another connection to what God meant. Like, I will use this story to heal others. Um, and so that really started me on my journey. Like, okay, how am I going to get out of this? And then when I did, it was like, how can I teach this um, to other women? And I started blogging and sharing my story. And then I saw, to tie it back to radio, yeah. I saw how the relationship with my listeners changed. And so instead of me just being entertaining to them, because I am, I feel like I'm funny, I'm funny. Um, <laughs> it turned into, I would get messages from, Rika, I just read your blog today and I want to thank you. I literally had a girl tell me that she left her boyfriend after reading one of my blogs because he, he beat her so bad that he broke one of her ribs and she was in the hospital. And because of my words and my blog, she decided, and all the shit that she went through too, that's when she decided, I'm done. And she left him that day. And I'm like, yep, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Or as long as God, God willing. Yes. As long as he wants me to do it. And um, yeah, so that that is the, the journey that I went on, the discovery of self. And the more that you know yourself, the better decisions you will make for yourself. The less you will listen to negativity, the less you will listen to society, the less you will allow society to be your mirror. Like I literally used to think my boyfriends and other people could tell me who I was. Mm. In fact, it's the opposite. I get to tell you who I am and whether you like it or not, that's on you. That's not my problem. I have to deal with Rika and I have to live with Rika. So I have to do the things that I say that I want. I have to execute. in order to be happy that's self-care yeah yeah i love you rika (laughs) i gotta tell you that and like i just please don't stop shining your light like it's 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 so needed and i'm 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 laughing at myself and i'm laughing at ivan because i'm like you know what you do but (laughs) 
you know, I'm so happy that I just have this honor of like getting to speak with you and like converse with you and just meeting you at this point in your journey because it's like people ask me what is downtown downtown is that like downtown is you know I'm still not ready to I'm still at that stage of like I'm not talking about it but I'll give you downtown you know and it's just it's 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 crazy to me because when I think about it it's not crazy but that's just the way I speak but when I think about it, I'm like, okay, the whole time being raised, going to church, doing the choirs, doing the sign language, doing the plays, doing the the um, Sunday school, Saturday school, whatever. Every day we were there and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I go call, graduate, do, like everything. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but I still don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. And as messed up as it is, almost swear, as messed up as it is, it's like it unfortunately it took that situation to really help mm-hmm. snowball what was inside and around me mm-hmm. the whole time what teachers were writing down i needed to stop is what i'm doing and it's mm-hmm. it's working in for my like work working in my favor and it's like listening to you it's like you're talking about gabrielle union is you reading me, <laughs> right? And it's like, it's, 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 it's really beautiful when you're able to meet and speak with women that like truly have been through things and can truly share and share their eat, pray, love journey. Yeah. Let you know it's not like the end of it. And you do seem like that friend that, girl, I know I said it six times before, but this time I mean it. I mean it. And you're gonna pull up, yeah. and we need those people in our life. Yeah, yeah. You so, understood that not on the first time, second, like you weren't leaving, so you overstand those negative people that would be like, "Well, if you're doing that, why don't you just go?" It's not that easy, especially when you don't have certain foundations or certain. <laughs> yeah. Everything you spoke on, everything you. Yeah. Spoke on. Yeah, I'm just sitting here just listening to you. I love this. So what I hear you saying is like you have your own story that is similar to mine that you haven't really shared yet. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you're comfortable. um, But not like that. Just like no, I have like no, but like. Yeah. Yeah. And it it does when you once you arrive and when you're comfortable. You know how they say. I'm gonna find you. Yeah. Like I it. It is a beautiful, when, when Pastor Rick Warren wrote, you know, your shame will be the thing that heals others. Like he is so true. When they say the truth will set you free, it is so true. Because honestly, yes, I do know that there are some women who tell their friends what he's doing. They're like, girl, why don't you leave him? Da, da, da. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody what I was going through. So everybody was surprised. Like what in the hell? Like, well, I did see a little bit of something. Like some people were like, I did see this, da, da, da. Um, so I didn't even share. So that's a lot of where the shame came from now. Cause I was so private back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, there are some things you still need to be private with, but not those matters. And so <laughs> now, Sorry. yeah, no, that's okay. So now I know that when I do start dating again, like I used to, and then I'm like, you know what, there's nothing more important to me right now than my business. Plus it's COVID. Like, why would I be dating? Mm-hmm. But when I do, I have male best friends that I will share with, like, is you know just taking them along the journey to make sure because i'm not 
naive enough to think that I know everything. Yes, I know a lot and I give a lot of tools to my clients, but I'm not naive enough to know that I know everything, right? So there are going to be some things that come up where I'm going to have to be like, yo, Tony, yo, Darnell, so is this allowed? Like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. Just, just so I'm, I, I want to be somebody who is open with my life and there are no areas where I'm afraid of or ashamed to share. I want to be as open as I can. And that's a journey and that's an every, everyday process. Yeah. But I am glad, like Gabrielle Union was for me, that I can, that I, Ooh. you can relate to me and go, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Yeah. If she got through it, I'll be okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, it's really like creepy almost. <laughs> I got three pillars too. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. You yeah. know, but, yeah. <laughs> but in a, in a good way, I know that God is never leaving me. He never leaves my side. So yeah. the more I speak with people and though this is work, it's like, it doesn't feel like work. And it just reaffirms to me that like, I am going to be okay. It's yeah. about you right now, but like you are just speaking to me and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I totally, yeah, and I totally understand the Christian thing too, because I grew up Christian, right? And so yeah. what my parents never really said this to me, but the Christian church does. You wait until you're married, you do this, you stay, you know, prim and proper, and then your perfect man comes and you wait and you do all the things and then he doesn't come and it's like, wait a minute. So I wrote a whole blog about what I wish the church taught me. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like that's a five-hour listen, So, so I, um, I think earlier I said, you know, my parents. One of the four values they had was, you know, it's about your relationship with God. And you know, I kind of, I was always a Christian. I always believed in God. And then I went to college and I forgot my practices. You know how you do. But then when I when I came back. Um, to God, especially after that relationship and after the solo trip, I was reading my Bible <laughs> and I read Paul's words where he was basically saying it's better to be single. There's beauty in everything. There's beauty in marriage and God does have um, a reason for that. But just so you know, you don't have to be married to be a good Christian. Sure. Like if you can contain the fire, you can be single and it, and, and it helps you, um, being single helps you fulfill your purpose um, even better, because now you're not focused on your husband and your kids and whatnot. When I read that part of the Bible, I picked my Bible up and I threw it. I said, nobody told me that. Like, because I was mad. Like, I was so mad that the church focuses so much on you getting married that they they make it seem like that's how you be a good Christian. And that's the problem. That's why we have to have our own relationship with God and read our own Bible, right? And And study Christianity, really. Because if you're following it blindly, that is one of the things that you will believe that you um, are a better Christian woman if you get married and have babies. Yeah. And that's why, in my opinion, unfortunately, so many women in the church are just unhappy. And to be honest, some of the stories I've heard in my life, like church ones be the most lit ones. <laughs> Not to like listen. That's what yes. that drama be for real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and sad. And it's just like, you know, I, yeah, it, it is really sad. So that is part of my mission, you know, mm. uh, is to uh, uncover what Christianity really is for yourself. And you have to have that relationship with God. And it's about you and him. And that is it. Whatever, 
you say that because, you know, my dad and I, I told you I'm a PK. And for those of you who don't know what a PK is, that's a pastor's kid. And um, let me tell you, people be like, you have pastor's kids? Hell yeah, I am. Well, let me tell you, my parents know I'm a real one from day one. (laughs) As you see me now, I am not different. Obviously, I'm respectful because my parents are Jamaican and all those things are instilled. (laughs) But and I know better, but as well, like at the same time as I am with you now, you can never the way I like to live is you can never tell my parents anything that will surprise them because they're oh. you know, yeah. so yeah. my father and I are forever kicking off about these topics because I try to explain to him, you know, and I try to explain to him, let me cut it short this way that you learn Christianity from a slavery standpoint. Not to get too deep, but it's yeah. just like a lot of the practices of what we're learning in there are not of us naturally, like of what our like Christianity, if I'm saying it correctly, like is, you know? And I feel like part of that journey of, cause I was definitely one of the first ones to stop going to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and breaking that chain if you will mm-hmm. and convincing myself that it was okay to not go and it didn't mean that I didn't l- love the Lord less I just overstood this environment that we're supposed to be worshiping in is mm-hmm. is not is not is not conducive for me and I was one of those first people to be like, oh, so you're not going to come into church, but you're not pregnant by nobody. So what's, what's the deal? I'm just not rocking with it. That's the deal. I'm at home doing my own spiritual journey. I'm going to look for what I look for on YouTube. I'll do what I want. And then my dad's favorite go-to is the Bible says where two or three are gathered. You finish the rest, right? But yeah. then. You look at COVID and now our parents have had to learn to go to church online. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, so how's the relationship with God going? Did it it, it lessen now that two or three are not getting your... Yeah. 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 Connect with that of your journey with... How did you say it? You said it so perfectly. I don't want to... Well, it's your own personal own journey with God. Like you have to have that relationship. That's a one-on-one thing. Yes. And, and, and if we want to talk a Bible, talk the Bible, the Bible, and we don't have to go too deep, but it showcases that, especially in Jesus, when in with the 12 disciples, he would leave all the time. Be like, I'm about to go pray. I'm about to go be by myself. I'm about to go to the, like Jesus was alone a lot. Mm-hmm. And also with the single thing, speaking of Jesus, I think it was pastor Stephen Furtick pointed this out which is so obvious, but it's like, everybody wants to put down single people as if Jesus wasn't the most single man alive. Like, so he lived a lot, like his life was wrong then. He never got married, you know? So I I don't know why singleness is so looked down upon. Uh, Actually, I do know why. It it stems from um, how women were placed in this society up until, you know, my mom was like 10, where you couldn't buy a house, without a man you had to be married you you were you wasn't anything unless you had a man right like our grandparents my grandma had to be married to buy her house and so 
that and that led to a lot of women staying in these relationships because you had to, you literally had to have a man literally to get a credit card to get that's wild right like i literally i own this house this is in my name yeah. <laughs> that is it um and so the the um privilege that we have now as women um is beautiful and we have to break away from that mindset that we need to want a man great perfect but a man does not complete you jerry Maguire lied that 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 is a lie <laughs> complete me shut up that's a movie for those that that's don't know movie. That's movie. it's a 90s movie right it's a 90s movie um and, and nobody we're not looking for our rib like people think that like oh i gotta find my other rib no shut up god said but that your I rib was in that hotel room <laughs> <laughs> Woo, a word <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. god said i'm sufficient enough my grace is sufficient enough not you need in or that makes no sense for the way christianity is set up for 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 us to think that we need somebody to complete us that makes absolutely no sense yeah. and even with the worship and going to church so before covid i was still going to church but now covid obviously everything is kind of shut down and weird i think my church is open and I go because I like the battery charge, but I am not somebody who's like, if you don't go to church, you're a bad person. And that means you're not a Christian. Get it? Whatever your practice is that keeps that connection is your practice. That's your practice. It's an individual choice. Yeah. And you know you. And yeah. if you don't need church to keep that connection, okay, yeah. good. Because we're... <laughs> Jesus wasn't in buildings, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like we don't need a building to say, I am now close with God. Cause the building is us, like. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Now do we need community? Yes, and that's yeah. where I believe the two or three are yeah. gathered and it's not good for man to be alone. That's another scripture they love to throw at single people. God said it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah, but he wasn't talking about romance only. Like, we just need community. Just like Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union for me made me feel seen and I felt less alone. That's why we need community. We cannot, as humans, Sorry. feel alone, right? No, you're fine yeah. with the camera falling. No, the, the lighting. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun for edits, but yes. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, so that's what that means about we, 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 we do need to be in community. That's why we love, we, we're tribal at heart, yes. Yeah. Um, so we do need that. We need one or two or three good friends. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Like, and, and, and where we're building each other up and it's healthy and we can set boundaries and stuff. And yeah, the way of life, the happiest life that you can live is the life that you are living for you, not for other people. Agreed. And I feel like the older I become and the more, um, I adjust to this, like, oh you're 30 and you don't have kids and you're like the more i adjust to that is the more i'm just like hell yeah like is there a problem like i am you're hating that's why because <laughs> you did not follow yours and now you're projecting that on me um but with that being said what do you have to say to the people where on the opposite side of what you do because i love everything that you're doing but what we can't ignore there's always going to be those people trying to play devil's advocate or be like why are you listening to her she's dumb that's why she's single that's why this that's why that you're listening to advice from her like she ain't gonna get married talking like that no man gonna want her being yeah. individualized like that whatever ignorant things people like to say when they see another 
women, empowering women to just be themselves. Like what's so scary about a woman being true to herself? It scares the world, but here we are. So yeah, what do you have to say to that? So what do I have to say to the people who say things like that? Yes. Uh, I, I'll pray for you. Like, I, I just, I don't, um, you know, Dave Ramsey uh, says that, I don't know if you know who Dave Ramsey is, but he's a, a financial guru. So okay. I, I, I've had to climb out of debt because of men before. And so I, I listened to Dave Ramsey. Oh, been- Listen, girl, I have been, it's so funny because anytime I had a boyfriend, I was always broke. Now I ain't broke. I wonder why because i was taking care of your broke butt um and i don't say that with disrespect i get it. everybody's journey no, i get what you're saying i know it's not yeah but it's like they were leeches and i felt like i had you know women we have that natural instinct to take care whether you have kids or not and so i saw a wounded dog a couple times on the road especially my abusive ex and i felt like i had to take care of him because who else was right. um you know so it's just like all of those things that you go through thinking you have to do this to be a good person i'm gonna um, send this this um interview to five friends of my mind right now as soon as we're perfect <laughs> perfect get out yeah no i used to confuse like being a good person meaning that i had to do everything for him in order to be a good person my wires were crossed in that because it's hard when you're a christian and you know god wants you to be a you know a good person whatever that means but it doesn't mean you're a doormat it doesn't mean you deplete yourself, especially when it comes to finances and debt, because God actually says, oh, no man, anything. So why would I go into debt for you? Exactly. How does that make a good relationship? What? <laughs> you know, so it's just the mindset that I was in 2017 and, and pre. But what I would say to those people who are, you know, that's why you single. Okay, listen, I had a dude in my DMs. Uh, I have, it, it doesn't happen often anymore, but literally probably, you said what? I'm sure you have plenty of men in your team. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and yes, but this was, you know, once a month is pro- a dude in my DM talking about I'm a man hater. I'm a man basher. And what I do is sometimes I engage them. Most of the time I don't because Dave Ramsey says control the controllables. The yeah. only person I can control is Rika. So I focus on me. Yes. Um, and he's talking about finances, but well, you I, that's a good life statement. Control yeah. the controllables. You cannot control how people view you. Mm. but the stronger you are in your purpose and who you are and your worth and the i've seen the work that i've done with clients so i know what i'm doing is beautiful um and so i i don't take that to heart anymore i used to the naysayers you know when i first started in 2018 yeah i used to but now i just pray for them sometimes i will explain yeah uh, what i do but it always ends the same way I know it's going to end where they still don't understand. So I no longer take the time to explain myself to somebody who is so convinced with their opinion. I don't have time. So for the most part, 95% of the time I get it right. And I just ignore. Um, And that's fine. And they, it's so funny that they say that, like, that's why she's single or you're going to be single forever as if it's an insult. Like that's, (laughs) okay like okay it's like when people when i tell people i want to move to phoenix or vegas they're like oh my god it's so hot exactly like (laughs) right okay (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm happy being single i'm good so stop projecting your need to be in a relationship to fill whole onto me i no longer think that boo boo i'm whole on my own 
Um, and so, yeah, that's how you handle those people, those naysayers. You just ignore them, pray for them. You know, we're supposed to love everybody, but it don't mean we got to be with them. That's another lesson I had to learn. Okay. Um, Heavy lesson. Right. And so boundary up, I just don't respond anymore. So we do have a staple question here that, well, more than one, but the first staple question that we do ask everyone here at downtown, don't waste no time with negativity is what is a recent situation or a situation in general where it was definitely negative, like hands down, there's no doubt about it, but you somehow found a way to, whether it was WWJD, you, you rose above and you just found a way to not, as you were just explaining, control the controllables, like to just not, even though it was expected, it was so easy for you to like be negative, you just found a way to like rise above. Yeah, so I'll use the fact that I stepped down from morning radio and now I'm just part-time. And that was a decision that I had to make. And, and it was easier to make, not to say that there wasn't hurdles, but it was easier to make because all of the work that I've been doing since 2017 on myself. So again, I've been in radio since, you know, I went to Howard. Um, and my identity is, was so wrapped into being a radio personality because especially back then radio was fun. Like it's fun. Like the celebrities, I'm Drake. I've met Drake. I've interviewed Drake. That was the first time I went viral before I even knew what viral was. Um, you know, Taylor Swift, uh, Katy Perry, Justin Bieber. I met like all these celebrities when they were on the rise. So radio was fun and my identity was definitely tied into it. But after I got out of that relationship, my purpose started to change where back in the day, I just wanted to entertain. If I could just entertain people and make people laugh, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And yes, I still want to do that. Cause again, I think I'm funny, but now it's like, I want to feed you something more than just a story about the Kardashians. Mm. And the show that I have built here for the past seven years is not the show to do that on. Um, and the station managers wouldn't like that anyway, if I just started being all about women empowerment. Da, da, da. So for the past two years, it was weighing heavy on me to the point where I started having panic attacks, yeah. couldn't sleep, yeah. anxiety, especially going through that relationship and not at first, not sharing it. That's really what started yeah, it. I'm going definitely do it. Yeah. Like I'm going through all of this and there's a shift happening in my body. And so George Floyd was murdered on national TV and this, you know, America, we just can't get it together. Okay. We just cannot get it together. <laughs> Never. So he was murdered on national TV. COVID is happening. They let go of my fourth co-host at this time. And I hit a wall and I was like, I can no longer get up at four 30 in the morning. I'm a natural night owl, but I, I went, I, I got through it because I wanted to do morning radio back then, right? Mm. And so the boss that is my direct boss, I respect him and I was like, look, I don't wanna just quit on you, but I can no longer do morning radio. I cannot do this. Okay. And so we came up with moving me to afternoons um, and we presented that to the owners and the OM and everything and we said why. And, my, and I told them, I'm literally, this is my cry for help. I'm literally worried about what's gonna to happen to my body, my brain, am I gonna have a breakdown if I continue to do the thing that I don't wanna do? Mm -hmm. I love radio, but I can no longer do morning radio. Yeah. And through trying to negotiate, um, they didn't hear me. 
I didn't feel her. I, I'm, I'm, this little black girl is in Most front of these white men. Places don't. Begging for my life, basically, because mental health to me is important. I have a brother who's schizophrenic. Like, it is important to me to take care of your body, your brain, you know, things that we don't see matter. And they didn't hear me. Uh, mind you, I'm the only black girl on the radio mm -hmm. in there in in this in this building um they own some other stations but probably there's they probably only have 11 of us and i didn't feel heard and they tried to put on me that what you just want to you just want to focus on your business you just want to and they used my honesty with them over the past seven years against me because i was honest with them like oh, because what's wrong with that like all those things going on yeah what's what's wrong with having a side hustle i'm trying to coach women to, and i would share with them like guess what i'm doing da, da, da. learn a lesson in that it's cool but they tried to use that against me and they finally came back in i think it was august like nope you can't move sorry it's morning radio or i don't know what to tell you so i said okay i quit i said i will do part-time if i can keep my endorsements because in the back of my mind i knew i still needed that I don't want to say need, but I still wanted that paycheck and I still wanted a voice on the radio for now. Yeah. Until my business is financially successful enough to sustain me. Yeah. And that felt so good, Kay. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm out. Like, okay. You let you finally let it out. Yeah, I let it go. And I and I the work that I had to do during that negotiation and prayer. And, you know, can I be somebody else? Can I be something outside of radio? Like when you're in radio, it gets a hold of you and you just, you think that's it. I'm that personality. Yeah you, yeah, you become that personality. You are that person. So it was hard to break away because I still love it, but I, I cannot do it on their terms anymore. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so I was able to handle that with grace. And I didn't, even one of my, um, uh, one of the, the guys in my networking group, he was like, dude, I'm so proud of you, the way you handling it. You ain't blasting him. You ain't going on a smear campaign. You, you are handling it very well. And I was like, number God, because let me tell you about this tongue. <laughs> oh, your, your blessings and the universe and like karma, everything's just going to like work in your favor. Yeah. Because you yeah. above. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I was above needing the listeners to know my side of the story. So mm -hmm. most of them do think, um, besides the one that I really had a conversation with, which is just people in my networking groups, but yeah. they do think that I stepped down to focus on my business. And I'm like, okay, that's the story y'all want to say. Go ahead with it. Let's yeah. roll with it. And then when I'm Oprah and I'm 45 and I'm on a stage with my TED talk, I'm going to tell the real story. story. And, and not to tell it to shame you, but to tell it for um, people to overcome and understand like, you know, um, that you can choose you. And I get it, we're in a capitalist society and we need money to pay bills, mm -hmm. but I can no longer, I couldn't be attached to that anymore. Cause I was, I mean, you know, and then healthcare in America, like it's attached mm -hmm. to a job. So I had to, you know, it's like, do I get rid of this big paycheck and my healthcare? But thank God I live in Washington state. So we actually do have free healthcare. So I do have healthcare. Um, but those are the things you have to think about when, especially when you live in America, like do I, it, what happens if I have to go to the hospital and I have to pay $30,000 because I don't have coverage. And yeah. so it was a lot to think about, but I, I definitely was like, all right. So if I do, cause I knew that they, I felt in my heart that they were going to say no. So 
basically I was like, all right, worst case scenario. And then I reverse engineered it. How do I not get there? Thank God I own this house. I refinanced and now I'm floating and building my business. And when I tell you, <laughs> I've been getting the best sleep now. Right? <laughs> a moment, like that is like, Riga, like that is not anything just casual. For not to say you're fully at peace, but for a black woman to have joy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. In 2020, like it's it's beautiful. Like I'm I'm so happy for you. I'm not even I'm just like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you took that courage and that step and and you believed in yourself and you yeah. who like you did that. Yeah. I mean, I really had to say, this is the question that I asked myself. Do you believe in Jesus? Like, do you believe Jesus? Do you believe what he said to you when he said, I will use this story? Stop tripping. So stop tripping. Exactly. And then he, his promise is he will never leave me or forsake me. Okay. So if you believe that is the message he gave you, that he will use this story, what are you tripping for? Quit that dang job. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> because God doesn't want us suffering yeah. if we can um uh if if we can help it if we can control it right mm -hmm. so if I can control my anxiety and my panic attacks by quitting this job why wouldn't I quit? I don't I just don't believe God would want me in that situation I just don't believe that he would be like yeah stay like you know so I made a decision to to bet on myself and ride the wave of faith and here we are and it's a journey and it's mindset every day and that's why my mornings are to me i pray i work out and i just i get it together and i have to have a routine to stay anchored especially in covid yes. and really being the adult of myself like okay you know and so it is a journey and it's been interesting but i still have faith and i know for a fact in fact i was just talking to my cousin today she sent me a td jakes like four four minute video and it was like don't give up mm. and time just has to catch up with my execution. That's yeah. it. I'm already successful. Time just has to catch up with my execution. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bars. Yeah. No, like, like when I'm quiet like this, for people that watch the show all the time, it's just because they know I'm just so like, ah. <laughs> I'm just so happy and like, just in a trance with you and just really grateful for everything you're sharing here today because it's nothing to just gloss over, you know? You're speaking to myself, myself, you're speaking to you, you're speaking to my mom, you're speaking, you're speaking to a whole range of women. And that's and that's the thing. It's like so many times, especially with single women, they put this age bracket on it as well. And let me tell you. Mom, I love you, but she she's senior. She up there, and she like, girl, I, I don't know about putting on that white dress again. I'm chilling, you know. Yeah. So yeah. all age, all um age groups go through what you're explaining. So it's 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 not a thing of being a man basher. It's not a thing of. It's just as I said earlier, a voice for the voiceless and allowing us as women, whether we're in a relationship or not in a relationship to remember that relationship with ourselves 
that's the first relationship that matters. You know, I ask a lot of women, all my clients, but I always ask them this. There's a couple of questions that I ask in the vetting process, um, mm. especially if you're going to do one-on-one because you have to apply for that. But one of the questions that I ask is when they're going through it with their dudes or whatever, how miserable are you willing to be just to say you're in a relationship? Just to be like, yeah, I got a boyfriend. Just to be able to ask when somebody's old auntie because you at the baby shower or somebody's kid's birthday. Just to be able to say, yeah, I got a boyfriend. Yeah, we may, you know, or just to say I'm engaged. Yeah. Or just, how miserable are you willing to be? Yeah. I hope your answer is like, not at all. Yeah. Not to say there isn't, you know, ebb and flows of marriages, but those are the conversations we have in Single You Academy because married people throw that out there all the time. Oh, marriage is hard. Okay, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Because a girl who was abused or saw abuse in her household think that, thinks that is hard and that's normal. So we break that down in Single You Academy. And again, I'm not naive enough to think that I know everything. I, yes, I am certified. Yes, I um, am certified in neuro-linguistic programming. Um, yes, I have that um, and my experience and my story. But in Single You Academy, I bring therapists, I bring married people to break that down because there is a bucket that we just need to stay away from that's dysfunction and abuse. And then there is a bucket like, okay, this is normal hard. This is okay. This is how you argue healthy. This is how da, 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 da. Those are the healthy. Key parts, key parts. Yes, we're human. And you're trying to bring two lives together and then you have kids. So yes, there's going to be tension. Yes, I get that. But it doesn't mean that you have to go through this um, revolving door of dysfunction all the time. Exactly. Um, yeah. So those are the conversations that we're having in um, Single You Academy. I'm, I'm trying to look at my notes here because there is a specific video um, that I saw on your social media. Yeah. I can't find it now, but just... I love it. Do your homework, girl. Yes. <laughs> right? It. Right? But it's... No, because it's... It's... How do I want to say that? It's like, there was a video where um, you were speaking with a young lady, but it was on the topic of, it wasn't like men cheating, but it was like, it was like she was saying she stopped having guy friends because she was afraid that her, her partner would, wouldn't like that and would like, am I triggering some memory for you? I, I think, I guess I was talking to one of my clients who... Um, who did the same thing I did. So my ex, in fact, Ivan was one of my friends I had to cut off because of my ex. He didn't like it. He didn't like our relationship. He didn't like our friendship. Me and Ivan mm -hmm. have known each other since we was 19 years old. Yeah. Howard University, well before I met this guy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Well before I met this dude. Yeah. Um, but I thought that I had to, again, in order to get to the happy ma uh, marriage that I thought that I had to have to be worthy, I thought these are the things that I have to do. So let me just do it. Who cares? Ivan's married anyway. He got kids. What do you need me for as a friend? Like, whatever. I'll just do it. Yeah. To prove that I love you. Yeah. To prove. But I'm sorry. Now that I know what love is, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. Love keeps no record of wrong. There is nowhere, especially if you're a Christian, in the Bible or even in a healthy relationship, even if you don't believe in God, where you need to be proving that you love somebody. Mm. End of story. And so she was doing that too. And so that was the conversation that we were having mm. and I was explaining to her, yeah, we do this, but it's not healthy. 
And I understand because I've been there. I've been, I had to call one of my guy friends in front of my abusive ex. Wow. Ah, shout out to Scott. He's they and they all understood. Obviously, you see me and I and her friends, me and my boys. Yeah, like we're all good now. And they were all like, girl, we was worried. Lord have mercy. Um, and I literally had to call Scott and be like, I can't like, and I was so and Scott knew because I was so nervous, my voice was shaking. Yeah. Um, that I wasn't and it wasn't even like, first of all, I live in Washington State. Yeah. I haven't lived in Atlanta, Scott lives in Philly, so it's not like we was with it, it spinning the night and holding hands. Yeah. But he couldn't even handle my friends checking on me, me checking on them. Us, how the kids, how your girl, da 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 da. Just you know, normal conversation yeah. that friends yeah. have. Yeah. Um, and that taught me a valuable lesson. And the lesson is, I do not have to prove my love to anybody. Mm. If I love you, you will just see it naturally in my actions. Period. Mm. And I don't have time to pacify your insecurities. Mm. We are not rehabilitation centers for men. Sorry. So all that trauma you had in your childhood, and he did. And that's another reason why I felt bad. Like, oh, I can fix him. Uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> so, you know. I'm happy uh, you see that, though, because it's like men on the reverse side will love to say certain things along with what you're saying right now when it comes to us as women. Like, oh, your daddy issues, whatever, bring it into the racial relationship. But men have that side as well, which is what you're discussing now. Girl. Yeah. He and I pray for him. I don't know where he is today, and I don't even know if he ever went and got counseling. Um, God but, with you. <laughs> yeah, God be with you. Yeah, Lord. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where he is today, um, but I do hope that he got counseling um, because I have diagnosed him as a narcissist. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's, it's not funny, but it is funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm really mature. I swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. he was he was actually younger than me. I was 32. He was like 29 or something. Yeah. So, you know, we're so removed from that. So he's older now. So maybe he went on his own journey, which would be beautiful. Mm. Um, I want that for everybody. I want everybody to go on the journey of, I'm not allowed. Yes, I may have went through some stuff in my childhood, but I'm not allowed to just take that out on people. Mm. I need to work on that. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Um, and yes, there are triggers. And yes, some things may come up, but communicate it um in a healthy way like i call it emotional intelligence yes that is you know so i do have like a list of things that i want in a man and it's not about he needs to be six feet tall and have this much money it's all about his character mm -hmm. and one of the things is he needs to be e emotionally intelligent so it is okay to say like if he said i'm uncomfortable with this relationship i feel like i'm being triggered because i'm a little insecure about you talking to your your male friend can you tell me about your relationship with them? Like, you know, what was yeah. that like? That's or what totally is it? Different. That's fine. We can have that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you will realize I ain't messing with these dudes. They just really friends. Yeah. Um, so the emotional intelligence that um, we all need to get to a place to have to be able to come to your partner um, or your mom or dad or whoever to just say, hey, you know, I'm kind of feeling this. Yeah, you know, and then have that conversation. That's a healthy way to do it. Not you cheating, you need to cut off your friends. Da 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 da. da. Yeah. <laughs> never again, girl, never again. Yeah. And it and it and it never like just in my like personal dating experiences, like it never it never works out no. your benefit. No. Even when you create all those rules and 
everyone's abiding by these new rules, like it actually just creates more lives. Is no, what you will always go back to factory reset. <laughs> you always, you, like you, you are never going to change who you naturally are. <laughs> Legit. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like you, yes, you can grow and you can change. You can get counseling. You can do the work. You can be a better person. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. You do the work. But morphing, changing, trying to serve your way to, into a man's heart, mm-hmm. doing, cooking your way, sex in your way, doing all the things for a man will never be sustainable. You can't sustain that. You will be miserable, which is exactly what I was. And then it just made it worse because then I'm miserable, so I'm mad, so I'm taking out on him, so then it's the cycle of dysfunction because I can't tell you that I got everything perfect, especially because I was pretending, trying to tap dance for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, there was a girl on Facebook today in one of these groups that I stock because it's a lot of women like, yeah, it's a lot of women like complaining about their relationships. So that's where I get a lot of my topics. And she was like, how would y'all feel if your man wanted you to be more girly and you're more of a tomboy? And I said, uh, I would feel like that. That's not the man for me. I'm, not, I, I'm a tomboy and I, I am actually a tomboy. And she was saying she was too. Like, I'd rather be in Jordan's than Hills. So, <laughs> right, like, I got sweats. I got joggers on, girl. Like, I... <laughs> I would rather be in Jordans than Hills. So if you want me to be girly, then I'm just not the girl for you. So I'm not going to try to fit that square peg into a round hole. I'm not going to try to do that because I will be miserable trying to walk around in these hills and wear all this makeup and be this girly, prissy little thing for you because that's what you want. That just, and I'm not saying he, and I even said that in the post, like, I'm not saying he's a bad guy or abusive. He just might not be the guy for you. For you, I agree. Yeah, because anybody who loves you wants you to be you, period. Now, it's okay to be like, hey, babe, I'm about to take you out on a fancy dinner. You want to dress up? I like dressing up here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure you saw my you're Instagram. You you're not. That's a totally different, yeah. yeah. Every day, I'm not dressing up. I'm not, we're not doing that. Yeah. But if you want to take me out, okay. <laughs> no, because I get what you're saying. Because um, even for myself, like, a lot of um, the people that knew me, like, in the earlier years in high school and like life that they see me now they're like you're wearing makeup you this you like because hardcore like i was stealing my brother's jeans like all types right so it but it's like there's certain people that can handle the for lack of better words like the manliness that some women carry like i know i'm a i'm a alpha woman if that's even a term is yeah. it? Yeah I, yeah, I guess that's what they call it. But I, I mean, I've literally had men be like, you're too, you know, because I can, I can take out my own trash. I can, you know. Yeah, exactly. But I, that's why I've learned the hard way through one of my pillars is like, I gotta be with the alpha male. I gotta be with a, like, like, dude, like, I respect you. Because if that's not the case, I'm gonna walk all over you and this relationship will not work. Yeah. And then, that is where his insecurities come out. So I've, ne- I've never been with an alpha male who was so secure within himself. Because again, um, mm. you know, I said that I was always broke when I was dating these guys because none yeah. of these guys had the career trajectory that I had. Like, again, I've been in radio since I was 19, <laughs> since I graduated. Mm. So my trajectory, I, was, I just kept making more money, more mm. money, more money, mm. where they're still trying to figure out mm. who they are. So that's another thing on my list as well. Like, you know, guys I'll date, like they have to know who they are. 
and be working towards a better version because we're all sexy yeah that's sexy like yes girl yeah um and i actually i always say um you know perfection perfection is that's not a thing none of us are going to be perfect but the striving for is sexy go like that's the type of man I want. You already got to be on your own path. Because even in, so we're Christian, a Proverbs 31 woman, right? So all the yeah. girls say that, I want to be a Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you even know who she is? Because baby girl is hustling. She got her own life and she's on her path. And then the guy who's on his path, y'all supposed to just kind of meet up and be like, oh, okay, let's build together. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, I got to pull him up. That's what I was doing in my relationship. Oh, God. And then I'm miserable. And then we arguing. And then the dysfunction yes. just. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, no, like, seriously, I, like, a lot of the things I asked you, you're like, you just had recent conversations about, like, literally just having conversations about what you're speaking on. And it's like, the person was, because I'm not perfect, definitely still learning, definitely working on my insecurities and those daddy issues and things like that but it's like knowing and understanding that it this is what the relationship should not all the time there's a healthy version of this but it ain't no the yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah um and again, those are the conversations we have in the BOU Academy because yes, sometimes you are going to have to be there for your do, your husband. We all have bad moments, bad weeks, bad season. I'm sure COVID is showing it. Out of that. I mean, I know a lot of people getting a divorce right now, which is sad. But yeah, so there are those moments. But if you are always pulling him up, sis, why? That's so that's your kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have any kids, so I'm definitely not raising a man who ain't mine exactly exactly now another staple question that we do have here at downtown is um you have the four elements and i'm sorry if i get them wrong because (laughs) i'm always freestyling the elements and i'm like i'm pretty sure someone's gonna correct me one day but for now we'll say the four elements are earth water fire and air Mm -hmm. yes earth wind fire and air so which element represents you or do you resonate with the most and why oh earth water fire and air i think i'm fire for my clients because i come in there and i burn everything they thought about relationships up Mm. um i hope that answers the question but that's just what came up no you I meant you as Rika, but we could do both. We can do you for your clients and what you do yeah. for them and just you as yeah. Rika Robinson. Yeah. Like. yeah, I mean, I think I would even say fire just for me too because I feel like I've blazed so many trails for myself. I mean, even going back to being in fifth grade, telling my mom I was going to live in New York, and then I did. Wanting to go to Howard University so bad, so then I went and knocked on their door, um, <laughs> you know, uh, moving all the way across to Indianapolis, Indiana for my um, first full-time job in radio. And I wasn't scared at all. In fact, my dad, I remember I got that job. I was like, dad, I got the job in Indianapolis. He was like, okay, well, call him and tell him you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
What? Why? You're not happy? He was like, girl, the KKK was founded there. You ain't God and let my daughter live in Indianapolis. Obviously, I did. But yeah, so I've always been um, uh, marching uh, to the beat of my own drum, as they say, you know, that cliche. So I, I think that I would say fire for me, too. And blowing up, I had to unlearn a lot of the stuff that I thought I knew about dating and relationships. And so that's what I do for my clients. And I have one client specifically tell me, Rika, she was in her 40s too. She said, Rika, the stuff that you have taught me and what I've learned from you, I am now sharing with my 20-year-old daughter. I cannot believe that I used to date. And I was, and she used the word stupid, so I'll use the word. Yeah. And she just said, I dated so stupid. Yeah. And my daughter will not, if I have something to say, um, uh, if I have something to say about it, I am breaking a generational curse because of you. Yes. I started crying when she told me that. You have to. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? Breaking a generational curse. That's dope. That's dope. So, yeah. I lit on fire. I blew up everything she thought about relationships and what she had to do for men. Yeah. in order to be in a relationship because that's what people tell her she has to do so um yeah so i would say that <laughs> yes no like thank you and you know um i do like to share um responses of others in relation to what you've said and like what i've been told about fire is some of my favorites that have still stand with me now is number one to make pure gold you must go through the fire. Yeah. Drops mic, it hits me every time. Yeah. <laughs> and a diamond is made in pressure. Like, yes. Yes, yes. Um, something else that was said to me about fire and why it resonated with someone was, fire was the spark of evolution. Once man learned how to make fire, things just started turning up everything was just on go for earth so when you think about fire it's like yes if it even even yesterday i was speaking with someone and they chose fire as well and they said um you know in relation to cooking yes with fire you can get if you if you turn it too high you can get burned you could burn up the plate but if you have it at the right temperature you have everything just blends together so beautifully and it's like just the perfect heat the perfect storm so continue being fire continue to blow people's minds you blew you blew my mind and we need our minds to be blown um now more than ever in my personal opinion i feel like if covid has taught black people anything is we can't be like how our parents were in the most respectful way we have to blow shit up we have to in the it not in the literal sense people <laughs> right right right, right. <laughs> either right. writers out there not in the literal not in the literal sense people please please get yeah. ease but um like just, we have to be thought provoking and trigger what the norm is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we wanna move forward in life. Like we wouldn't have gotten things like Tesla and things like that if people weren't blowing shit up and like, yeah. <laughs> so keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Thing, you know, for those that are listening, like question everything and figure out why you believe the things that you believe mm. 
And if you still come to the conclusion that you believe that, that's great. Um, but more than likely, you will realize, you know what, I don't believe what my, my parents believed or, um, you know, whatever it is, just, you know, in the simple fact that, you know, my dad probably still believes I should be in radio because uh, that's what you do, right? You get a good job, you retire and die. I don't believe that. Yeah. yeah. I'm a millennial, baby. We, 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 millennials, we got, we got like five jobs, like five careers. Like we go from here to here to here. And that's statistically proven. Like yeah. we will hop a job if we feel like we're not mentally safe in a minute. And yeah. And that's what I did. <laughs> I've done it. I was in my ideal job at this law firm, 24 office, what I spent the whole four years in college for, but, um, I just left my key card on that keyboard. And they called me on the Monday, like, girl, are you sure? Cause if you still want this, like you got it. And I was like, nah, y'all can have it. And just like you were explaining earlier, like, that moment is coming for me that all y'all at work <laughs> i am about to <laughs> just use you as examples and speak on it and people are gonna be like you went through this and yeah. be like yeah yeah so now rika i do always like to throw in a random question in there just yeah. really really random so please do not think do not think normal. It has to be random. I actually want to ask you too because you're really fun and I feel like I can show my silly side with you. Yay. Yes, girl. Yes. Be, be, what does Ellen say? Be weird. <laughs> hey. All right. So question number one is with everything going on now in 2020, right? And like it gets more and more real every day that space is like possibly, possibly be an actual vacation trip. Are you, would you go to space given the chance, Rika? And what planet? Oh my gosh, I've never thought of that. <laughs> I mean, I know that's a thing, right? Like, you know. Leave it to yeah. me to ask those questions. And as a fun fact, if you question my question, I was on Apple Music one day. And you mm -hmm. know, sometimes when you're in that like discovery part and you're seeing new albums and things. Yeah. And yeah. this guy um, said that he went to space and recorded his whole album. Yeah. In real life? In real life. <laughs> in real, like, not, not to say Apple Music can't be like Wikipedia, but in real life, I read it. I read well, it. And I'll let him go to space. As, as, as we're speaking, I'm going to Google man who recorded album in space. I'm like, that's dope. Google things. So yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. But would you? I, which planet? Oh, God. So I am afraid of, like, scuba diving. So I would probably wouldn't because I just feel like I'm not that I'm claustrophobic, but having all of that stuff on me and my face and that, mm. I don't know. And it depends on how, how much does it cost? Like, I don't know. I, I know that, you know, that's where we're trying to go. Um, oh, you can't see it. No. Um, astronaut Chris Hadfield. Space. Oh, okay. So he was an astronaut. Okay. I'm thinking like what? Like ASAP Rocky was like, NASA, I want to go to space. And then they went. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, on one hand, it seems cool. So, but for right now, just because of everything that I would have to wear, I'm a good, I'm, can I breathe? I don't know. So I'm going to say no right now. Elon Musk says, you come true. We're going to go to Mars real quick. 
You're like, nah, I'm good. Just I'll see you when you right. get. Am I the first person that's going, or is this like the one million? Like I like people to test things out for me first. <laughs> like let me see, let me see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it goes first. Uh, I don't want to be the first. I'll tell you that. Uh, I don't have to be the first, but I could be like the you know five hundred thousand, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> millions, billions, right, trillions. Right, right, right. I like gravity. I'm cool. <laughs> I like what it does. I like right. sense. I like, I like feeling like I'm steady. You know. I like where it stays. See this? Right. Do right. that. <laughs> right. Right. It's predictable. Gravity is predictable. Not having gravity, I don't know, man. I'll have to see. What? Oh my gosh, this is so funny. And <laughs> and to be fair, um, I think I should. I I think I would go, but you're right. I wouldn't want to be the first, like. Yeah bunch that's for sure i need to see if we can handle the oxygen am i gonna blow up all these things so i'm with you on that but i definitely love to go up there you know and see what's happening (laughs) you never but now in 2020 like these questions when we were younger it seemed like so impossible and just fun childish things but as life progresses and i really hope listen when we're in our senior age it's gonna be about 2040 2050 i agree we're not that far i mean we're already going there to test it and stuff but so a lot of people like i say it a lot and i'll be like 2050 2050 2050 and they'll be like but like it's not as far as you think and if we're thinking of being like at our parents age like yeah that's gonna be around the time it is in the world now, my other question is, because I love food, food is life, um, <laughs> what did you eat today? Oh, um, okay, so for breakfast, I had my bacon, my eggs, and my little piece of toast, um, and then for what lunch- What kind of eggs? Scrambled? You gotta take me there, take me through the journey. Right, right, so normally I do like scrambled eggs. Okay. For some reason, I've been on an over easy egg kick right now. It's a vibe. So- yeah, I always like put my piece of toast on the pan with the cheese and let it melt. And then I put my, you know, and as I'm cooking my eggs and then I put the eggs on top of there, then I put the bake. So it's like an open sandwich. Yes. Not two yes. Pieces. Then I put ketchup on there. I don't know if you do the ketchup. I love Yes, ketchup. and the pepper sauce because I'm, I love my spicy. Yes. yes, yes. I could do that too. I don't have pepper sauce, but I could do, I love spicy too. Um, so I have that. And then, the cheese that touches the pan. Yes, yeah, the cheese. cheese. And I, I don't even drink milk, so I try to stay away from dairy, Neither but I freaking love cheese. Cheese is what I will not give up on. Um, and then, God's <laughs> yeah, for lunch, I had some Indian food, which was um, their, what's it called? I'm going to name their rice wrong, but their rice and their lamb like dish. Um, and that was leftovers from yesterday. Yummy. The Indian places here, they be giving you hella food. I love it. Yes, I have it for like a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then I'll probably have it for dinner. I haven't eaten dinner yet, but I'll probably have it for dinner. So, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for entertaining my silly questions. No problem. No. That's how you know I love Jamaican food, because I feel like that, that Caribbean um, food is the same, but different. Yes. I know that there are different things, but yeah, that's why I love, I love all that, the spicy food, the Jamaican, Indian food, all that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What is, what is one of your favorite dishes? uh macaroni and cheese is that basic <laughs> no. right. mac and cheese or macaroni and cheese 
Ooh, is there a difference? I do baked macaroni. Okay, because that's what I, when I'm thinking mac and cheese, I'm thinking like in the oven. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, yeah. It has to be the <laughs> baked macaroni with the 17 million different cheeses. Yes. Um, and it's creamy. Like I can eat that by itself. I don't have to have anything else. Yeah. So mac and cheese is sustainable. I can make it. I'm not the best cook. I hate cooking, but I will make that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not. I told you I'm a tomboy. Like eats, please. <laughs> you said what? Uber eats, please. hundred percent. Um, but I'm trying to stay away from that because I'm trying to save and cut back. So yeah. that's why I like ordering the Indian food because twenty dollars yeah. last all week, like literally, because I don't eat a lot. Like yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I do food like that, like in, like that. So same. I have but or pastas um, mm. are always. Anytime you order pastas from any of these places that I have here, it's always a lot. But mac and cheese because I know how to make it. <laughs> that is all. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot wait to like the world just kind of calms down and I just want to like invite all these amazing people including yourself that I got, and I just want to cook for you guys and like oh, I have to get to Toronto I've, I've been to Canada but because I'm in Washington State I've only been up to Vancouver yes um, and there's a Vancouver Washington but there's a, obviously a Vancouver Canada so I've actually been to Canada when I was little before yeah. we needed passports um <laughs> But I've always wanted to go to Toronto, so I'm going to have to. Come on. I got a room for you. You're yeah. more than welcome. I'm there. I, um, I've been, I used to go to D.C. in the summers for um, one week in the summer because okay. I come to mine. Um, she, was, she was one with Big House out in D.C. And um, I want to remember the neighborhood. It started with a C. It's going to bug me. I could be getting it wrong. I yeah. Yeah. It will stay in my mind and I'll probably randomly damn you and be like, this was yeah, like, oh, is it? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. But she would have, we have our annual like family barbecue and it would be like at her house in DC and all the cousins, all 20 of us in the basement sleeping <laughs> memories for life. So when I think of DC, those are like the memories that come to mind and a great time and soon um coming like fingers crossed but i'm pretty sure january 2021 um dc will be extra turnt because the inauguration and everything <laughs> going on so be prepared <laughs> i know i so obviously i went to howard which is in dc and all the memes that you know going on in our howard circles and talking about homecoming has moved to january 2021 i will not be going just because COVID, I just, I don't want to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If it was normal life, I would go. But um, yeah, it is, you know, again, America, we can't get it right. But at least we got this part right. But we just have to keep staying engaged. Yes. So, um, and, you know, and I've, I was involved in a lot of voter stuff here in Washington State and stuff. So it's just like, all right. We got what we wanted in this election, but now we have to stay engaged. And so I hope that continues, even on me. Like, I just hope we continue the pressure that we, you know, um, put on our own country. But I'm sorry. I know we're like below you guys and we're trying to get it together. No. <laughs> we're trying. No, listen. I know Canada, y'all must be like, what the hell is no, America listen. doing? 
85% of Canadians know more about, matter of fact, they think we are a pre president when we have a prime minister over here. Like, it, that's how it is over here. Like, at, at least I'll say for Toronto. I can't speak on the rest of Canada, but like Ontario, which is our um, province, how you guys would have like your state, 85% yeah. um, of the people, like we're heavily engaged and always paying attention to US politics, including myself. Um, as I said, my father is over there in ATL, things like that. So it's always something important to me. And as well, you guys are the most powerful country in the world. So whatever is decided on your guys and it affects everywhere else. So <laughs> you guys have a lot of the power. Right. That's why we have to get it together. We're like, this is not, the last four years is not how we want us to be represented. Like what in the hell was that? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we just went through an abusive relationship and Joe Biden is going to be our um, rebound boyfriend and then we'll actually get the one that we want. But yes. right now, I'm like, all right, let's work through this America. Yes. I, um, I had the privilege of just being a part of like, shout out to Jotega Yidi and like some really powerful black women that were really behind um, the changes that are happening in MVP and women and things like that. So um, really, really excited. Not to say I know what's happening in 2021 or anything like that, but I'm just really um, looking forward to a brighter light this year. Even though there's talk of vaccines and all of the noise, at the same time, we still do have positive things to look forward to. So um, my last question to you will be tonight, Rika. Um, when people hear the name Rika Robinson, <clears throat> what do you want them to remember? What do you want them to think? And how do you want them to feel? Oh, man. Uh, that she was not only an advocate for women, but an advocate for herself. Mm -hmm. um, part of my mission statement is to be a light for single women. Um, but I know that uh, especially because from the messages that I get, even married women are like, you go girl, you got this, keep going. I wish I had you when I was 15. Um, so I would say in this moment that, yeah, if something were to be written about me today, uh, that it would be that she's a light for women. Um, and that is why, uh, why I've received some of the awards that I've received, like being a woman of distinction um, for the um, Girl Scouts of um, Washington State and stuff. And Congratulations on receiving. Yeah, and getting those awards, it's like they see me, they see what I'm doing. Because sometimes you don't, and not that I do it for the accolades, but sometimes you're like, are they getting the message that I'm trying yeah. to? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the so, way you get to know. Right, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And 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 um, as I, getting to, because majority of the people that I do speak with are um, beautiful Black women like yourself, and what I like to just share, and I also am telling myself this, like, we have to not feel shy to say what we've actually done. Like, yeah. Yeah. like it's okay to say things that we've actually done. Like, um, sometimes, and um, please, public, don't kill me for this, where it's just like, I look at women like, Angela Yee, Angie Martinez, because as I said, I live for radio, MC Light, you know, yeah. and Queen, Queen Latifah, even though she briefly, you know, but behind the scenes, I know she does a lot. And it's just like, it's okay for us to say what we've done. Like, we, yeah. we, what do they say? Humble brag? 
humble brat. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the time, but like, it's okay because then it's letting other women know what you've done, what we can do, and what we can surpass. Right, right. And that's the way our society is set up. Um, and I'm sure it's true for Canada too that. Um, you know, we do get, people do get accolades sometimes for the things that, that we do. So it's okay to say that we got them just for ourselves. We have to do the work to make sure we're not tying our identity to those. Like, mm -hmm. this is the only thing that makes me worthy if somebody gives me an award. And so um, yeah. staying true to that, knowing that you're worthy regardless, but it is nice to, you know, get um, an accolade and, and then share that and stuff. So, yeah. So where can everyone find Rika and bug you? And <laughs> <laughs> slide into my DMs. I don't mind if women slide into my DMs. It's the men that sometimes I'll be like, what in the hell? Um, so yeah, you. that's a main thing as well for me, okay? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, there's two layers. So if you are a woman who doesn't want to go on the journey of discovering your worth and stop tying your identity to men and stop um, being a man pleaser, I can do that work with you. Um, the reason why I know that, because I've done it for myself and I've done it for my clients over and over again. So if you want to um, get more information on Single You Academy, slide into my DMs. Um, I'm on Instagram as just me, Rika, um, and uh, R-E-K-A <laughs> is how you spell my name. Um, and then my website is single-you.com. Uh, so you can get more information there as well. And uh, if you just want to support, you want to hear more of this women empowerment, I do have a podcast called Single You as well on all streaming platforms. So I'm already um, subscribed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm available. I'm out there. So um, anybody can reach out to me uh, for sure. And thank you so much for giving me so much. And let me tell y'all, because I'm a real one. I'm not going to hold y'all. I was only supposed to be here for half an hour, but. Rika gave y'all a whole, yeah. a whole movie and previews. Okay, so, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love I it. I am beyond grateful, and thank you so much for just sharing your truth with me and letting me know that I am not alone and that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is light within. Like I don't always have to seek out for that light. Like it's already in here. So, um, I want you to close it out. You had the last words. <laughs> oh no pressure um well that's beautiful i receive it and thank you for um allowing me to be on um your platform and share this space with you and i'm glad that you feel seen now and know that there is a light at the end of um, the tunnel so yes uh this is the last thing i will say the light is in you and you have everything you need in you to overcome anything to be successful in anything it's in you you got it this is Rika Robinson, everyone, please support her, please follow her, and please remind yourself that we need to support each other and continue to build these communities. This has been another amazing, amazing week and another episode of Downtown Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, don't waste no time with negativity. <laughs>